Hello, I'm Jim Lippy, and this is a Connecting IT podcast. Welcome to the Connecting IT podcast. I'm your host, Jim Lippy, and with me today is Heather K. Margolis, founder and chairperson of Channel Maven and founder and CEO of Spark Your Channel. Heather, you sound really busy. That's two titles, two companies. Just, just a couple things going on. You didn't mention that I have two kids, four and under, but you know, whatever. That's your business. Feel free <laughs> to share as much as you want. Um, so Heather K. Margolis, you use that a lot. I do. Uh, matter of fact, I see, I see it in your Zoom signature. What does the K stand for? The K stands for Kate. It's nothing terribly exciting, um, but I always use my middle initial because we talk a lot about branding yourselves online and making sure that um, you as, as a business owner, as a partner, as a salesperson, um, don't just get uh, mashed into a bunch of different people and that you can stand out. I started using it. My maiden name was Loitherstein. And you know that I am also from Boston. So I was Heather Loitherstein growing up. That was the bane of mm -hmm. my existence. When I changed my name, I didn't think much of it. But when I went to Google myself, instead of being the only one that came up, it, there were a bunch of Heather Margolises and also a Cindy Margolis who is famous for being the most downloaded woman on the web. She is a very famous uh, stripper and pinup girl. So oh, wow. when I started using my middle initial K, you didn't find Cindy Margolis anymore. Huh. Okay. Good way to distinguish yourself. I was actually hoping the K stood for Kaseya, but oh, uh, no. it, it was a long, it was a long shot. I mean, there's still um, time. I could change it. <laughs> okay. Another day, another topic. Uh, but there's a lot of folks listening to us right now that might not know who Heather, Heather K. Margolis is. So can you please just give us a little bit of background and, and what you've been doing over the years with Channel Maven and now Spark Your Channel? Sure. I started uh, Channel Maven 11 years ago after working on the partner and the vendor side and just feeling like we weren't um, in all of the positions I was in, we weren't talking to each other. So the partners needed X and the vendors gave them Y. And if we just sort of communicated better, that would be helpful. So Channel Maven helps vendors communicate to their partners and helps them drive demand with their partners. Um, as part of that, after um, 11 years of working with all of these vendors and different platforms, um, felt like we weren't really helping partners do demand gen the right way. We weren't taking advantage of their amazing sales teams. We were giving them content that was static and we were forcing them to leverage our tools to do email. Uh, so I started Spark Your Channel uh, about a year and a half ago. We just launched February 20, uh, 20th, right before uh, we all went into quarantine. Um, and Spark Your Channel is a true channel marketing automation tool that allows partners to customize videos, webinars, and podcasts, in addition to all of the static content. Got it. So who is your typical customer for Spark Your Channel? Uh, same as for Channel Maven. It's uh, the vendors who really want to support their partners in providing mm -hmm. them the education, resources, and one-on-one um, -on -one support to help them do demand gen. Got it. And that could be 
when you say partner, that could be an MSP, that could be a VAR, that yep. could be anyone selling GSI, services. GSI, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure we have that down. Uh, so you mentioned demand gen, right, and, and content, some keywords I picked up on in there. Uh, I think MSPs uh, generally um, have struggled, you know, in sales and marketing and specifically on the demand gen side and generating really good content to spark the demand gen. So I like the, I like the insertion of the word spark there. Thank you, you. You like what I did there? Yeah. Okay, good. So how can, in your opinion, Heather, how can MSPs better market their services to their customers and prospects? Um, first of all, it's no big surprise, right? If I tried doing what an MSP does on a day-to-day -day basis, I wouldn't mm -hmm. be that good at it either. Um, sales and marketing really can be an art for someone who does it well. And, and those two together, I like to call demand gen. Um, the first thing I would say is um, leverage your your sales team. So it's not just a marketing function or a sales function. The two together really are going to help someone be incredibly successful. The low hanging fruit, I would say, is um, instead of thinking about a mailing list that you might have, think about your network. So go out, connect with people on LinkedIn that you've met, that you've worked with, that were customers in the past. Um, make sure that your sales team does the same. And then uh, either leverage content that vendors are producing for you or go out and if you're reading an article that um, your audience would find interesting, post that out on social at the very least. Um, when it comes to creating other content like blog posts and, and um, ebooks and white papers and videos and webinars, those are the places where I feel like um, the MSPs should really be able to lean on their vendors. If for some reason they do have bandwidth to create uh, at the very least a blog post or a LinkedIn long form post, um, think about the topics that people ask you questions about every single day. Um, so, you know, people know I'm in marketing. They ask me this question. You just asked me, I should go write a blog post about how to leverage LinkedIn, LinkedIn to build your list and, and push mm -hmm. great content. Got it. So, I mean, one of the things that, you know, comes to mind, you know, as you're talking about this is, you know, Kaseya, right. We have at this point, 20,000 MSPs worldwide at this point we've got 40,000 yeah. total customers uh we don't do any outbound sales everything is inbound we have a sales engine that mm -hmm. starts with content you mentioned you know white papers and webinars and benchmarking studies and we put all that out there so and then people say oh you know what? i want to download that piece of content and right I, I have a question i'm going to search and and they find you Yes, exactly. So that is ultimately the way it works. It starts there and then they come to us. And then because they've asked for a piece of content, we reach out to them and try to reel them in that way. Right. Okay. I think MSPs generally, because to your point before, the, the business of being an MSP is so challenging. Right. You're constantly putting out fires right. and taking care of customers and they tend to be smaller organizations but they don't have anyone dedicated to do any of this stuff. Right. Well, and that takes a huge, uh, you've had years and years of organic inbound SEO that 
somebody at Kaseya is managing and ensuring that when somebody does that search, I'm looking for XYZ, Kaseya comes mm -hmm. up as one of the top three. Um, right. And you're probably, there's probably some budget being spent on that. Um, MSPs don't have that leverage or that time or the budget to spend on that. However, they are well known to the people who they've interacted with already. So if they, you know, used a, maybe even a piece of your content to say, here's a great piece of content from Kaseya. If you have any questions, contact me directly. Um, they would be able to push that out on social if they had already connected with all of their prospective customers or, or current customers who maybe don't know all of the things that they do. Another thing to note is um, there are different types of content that do different things. So we talk about the funnel, right? Leads come into the top of the funnel, some get washed out, some continue down and become an opportunity. Then they become, a, you know, they have a proposal in front of them. The, the act of doing that, the nurturing piece, happens from an ebook or a benchmark study or a white paper. However, just filling that funnel and having the awareness that you have a pain point that other people have that there is a solution for, that type of content is two to three minute videos. It's 20 minute podcasts. It's 30 minute webinars. Someone isn't going to read even a two page or three page ebook if they don't even realize that they have the pain point yet. So I think it's important that MSPs can get their hands on, even if it's not something they've produced, they can get their hands on video or webinars or podcasts that they can endorse and then share. Mm -hmm. Got it. So for example, um, you know, hey, I found a great piece of content or I found a great white paper on uh, protecting your business in the era of COVID, right? thought this might be interesting to you and repurpose that and send it to a prospect, um, something like that. Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. And for the people who don't know that they have the pain point yet, um, they need like a, you know, check out this cool video on how to solve for X, Y, Z. They don't, they don't yet want to hear about the technical functionality. They want to hear about the business outcome. You're going to increase your revenue, decrease your costs, keep your employees happy if you do X. Mm -hmm. Got it. You know, as we're talking about this, Heather, I read something, I think it was like three weeks ago, that prospecting emails that start with I mm -hmm. are 90% 90, 90 more effective than prospecting emails that start with you. Hmm. That shocked me when I saw it, right? But um, I'm wondering if you have seen the same, the same thing or if you're familiar with that stat. Um, I wasn't familiar with that stat. That, that is interesting and sort of counterintuitive to what I would have said. Um, you know, the reasoning could be people don't want to feel like they're alone in their mm -hmm. pain point or their problem. And if you mm -hmm. say, I have also experienced this or I have had challenges with this, um, my, I had a professor, uh, in business school who, a marketing professor who always said, think about the pharmaceutical commercials. So mm -hmm. when, when someone says, you know, I used to have trouble playing with my grandchildren and then I took this arthritis medication, um, people feel like 
they, there's an element of camaraderie where I'm not the only one who struggles with this. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So by the way, when I saw that stat, it was like counterintuitive to me as well. But after thinking about it and certainly your analogy, I think there's logic to it. Yeah. So, um, okay. So we talked about how MSPs can better market to their customers. How can software companies better help their MSPs market to their customers and prospects? How long do we have on this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We always start with first educate your MSPs, Mm -hmm. teach them about social selling. And, And I've had vendors who say to me, but I don't want them to go sell my competitors better if I teach them. At the end of the day, they're going to sell whatever is best for their customer. And wouldn't it be great if they felt like doing business with you, the software company, was easier than doing business with other software companies? Um, So first educate, teaching, you know, little video vignettes or certifications that aren't super overwhelming or taking a lot of time to help them through social selling. The next is um, give them the resources they need. So they need those little videos that are going to attract the prospect. They need those eBooks or benchmark studies that are going to keep the prospect nurturing and and continuing down the funnel. Um, And then also allow them to personalize it to a point where they feel more comfortable. Um, Partners today have, or MSPs and solution providers and GSIs, they have their own marketing automation tool or at the very least their own CRM. So giving them mm-hmm. something where they have to send one email from you with one piece of content, log out, log into another software company's tool, send one email with one piece of content and log out. Um, that becomes A, overwhelming. And as a prospect, that's a horrible experience. If I have if I'm on an MSP's list and they're sending me five different emails with five different pieces of content, couldn't they have all just put that together and sent it out in one piece of content? So this is why we developed Spark. Uh, Spark allows the partner to customize a video, a webinar, a podcast, or static content. It renders in a trackable link. So no matter what they do with it, send it out via social, send it out on their own marketing automation tool or CRM, even just text it to a prospect they just met with, Um, that link allows the software company to see how many clicks they're getting, but the MSP has ownership of everything that's happened to that piece of content. Hmm. That sounds like, uh, pretty interesting stuff. Um, it's been pretty exciting. Yeah. So do you have a lot of software companies that are using it right now and MSPs that have had success with it? Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So, yeah, I mean, the fact that we launched uh, in the midst of a pandemic, literally the week before we went into quarantine, I I thought we were were done. Um, We Mm -hmm. have had so much interest, more so than I anticipated without the pandemic, because everyone needs video now. Um, So we have six vendors up and running on it, six software companies up and running on it, and um, over 100 partners. And the thing that's so interesting to me is how many partners are coming back for more. So they can customize it just generically. Hey, this is Sally from MSP XYZ. Check out this great piece of content and call me if you have any questions. So that's the generic. We're having salespeople who are going in after every prospect meeting. Hi, Jim. It was great chatting with you. Here's that video I was talking about. 
Um, so it's super simple to use and there's an automation within it that um, starts sending the content to partners automatically. We're getting some great traction. Wow, that sounds fantastic. You know, one of the things that you're talking about before in terms of you know, software companies helping and enabling their, their partners, I mean, one of the things that we've done at Kaseya is something called Powered Services, which, mm -hmm. you know, creates content that they can go in and template for themselves and stuff like that. Not that we can't do a better job with that. I think, you know, we're, we're constantly improving. Um, but uh, I think that's really interesting what you're doing uh, at Spark and uh, certainly encourage a lot of uh, our audience to uh, check you guys out. Um, Absolutely. And so... And Kaseya is definitely one of the companies we hear over and over again who's so great to their MSPs and really, you know, gets in their business, understands uh, what they're going through and, and produces things that will help them in the long run. Well, thanks for saying that. I think one of the reasons we've been able to do that is because we, we do actually have a number of folks here at Kaseya that have um, either run or worked within an MSP. Uh, mm -hmm. So we kind of understand the challenges that they're going through. Uh, one of the things you had mentioned, Heather, is that you launched, you know, in the midst of COVID and, you know, you're, you're doing well in spite of it, right? So what do you think are some of the winning messages to customers and prospects in the era of COVID? Because it's not going away. That's for right. sure right now. Right. Um, I think early on, we were saying things like reach out to your customers and make sure that they're okay. And, um, and, and we've stopped doing that because this is it. Like this is life as we know it now. And certainly different communities have different levels of quarantine versus openness. Um, but now it's, it's kind of just um, how to improve their business ongoing. Like you now know that you are telecommuting or 90% or of your workforce is telecommuting. Here are all the things that my MSP can help you do. Um, or talking more about, uh, ensuring that their data is secure. All of the things that we talked about a year ago have now just been amplified. So um, I, I would also say to the MSPs, I've had some conversations with MSPs whose businesses are slower because of everything going on. Now is the time to build your pipeline. So if you weren't marketing or doing demand gen before, take this you know, air quotes, slower time to do that mm -hmm. and make sure that you have a stock. And, and your message can be, I understand that times are tight right now or that you're not spending right now. I'd love to just educate you about what you should look toward for the future so that, you know, Q4 rolls around and your pipeline's better than it ever was because you cared enough to give them free consulting. Right. Good advice. And one of the things that we heard kind of early on from some MSPs was, hey, look, now is not the time to sell. Now is the time to take care of our customers. Uh, but this is extended on, I think, a lot, you know, a lot longer than most people had thought. Yeah. If you're not actively selling and marketing your business right now, then you're going to be in trouble. Sure. Um, so definitely take Heather's advice in terms of going out actively seeking you know, really good content and then leveraging different channels, you know, to get your message out. Um, so Heather, any, um, we're coming to the end of our podcast. Um, any parting, you know, words of wisdom that you want to give our audience? 
Um, I would just say that uh, LinkedIn is going to be a very strong tool for you as you build your prospect list and your current customers. Make sure without a doubt that you are connected to every person you've ever done business with who is a prospective customer. Okay, great advice. And a follow-up question to that, Heather. Would you set up a LinkedIn page specifically for your company or should you just be doing that as an individual or both? People do business with people, not necessarily with logos. So it's more mm -hmm. important that you're setting up your individual account and your salespeople are setting up their accounts and that everything's current. Um, certainly you can have a corporate account that um, can post content and then your salespeople can just repost from that corporate account. Um, but uh, it's, it's a no brainer to definitely make sure that all of your executives have a LinkedIn account and are connecting with their prospects. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. And I love that quote, by the way, people do business with people, not logos. Yep. Um, so fantastic. Heather, I knew that you were going to be awesome and you absolutely delivered. Thanks so much for coming on our connecting IT podcast and, and, uh, definitely dropping some knowledge on our audience. Um, Thanks for having me. So, absolutely. And uh, when COVID is over, I look forward to uh, seeing you at an event sometime soon. Yes. And Boston's my first stop. That's where I'm from, my hometown. It's been way too long since I've been able to be there. Okay. Fantastic. Well, I'll look forward to that. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you next time on the Connecting IT Podcast.